Welcome into the We Know Fantasy Contributors podcast, guys. What's going on? I'm your host today, Steve Pintado. It's been a little bit time since I've been on, or we've maybe had a contributors podcast, but uh, we're back for you guys for the playoff run here. And with me today, I brought in some great guests, uh, a familiar uh, voice, and Cody. What's going on today, Cody? Oh, not too much. Uh, got a little bit of snow here in the Northeast, so spent a lot of my day shoveling and all that great stuff. Uh, so now just sitting back and watching a little Thursday night football, getting ready for the weekend and uh, important playoff weekend for a lot of fantasy teams. Absolutely, especially with Marcus Mariota at quarterback now. So. Absolutely. Very, very fun there. And uh, a first-time debate who's been with our team since basically day one, What's going on, Megan? Welcome into the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Um, I'm really excited to be here. Um, yeah, I'm just kind of getting ready for the playoff weekend, too, um, and a couple championships, and I've got a big playoff game against Cody, actually, coming up here, so that's exciting. Yeah, very much so. You guys have had a couple battles over the last two seasons now, so this should be another good one, I'm sure. I hope so. Yeah, it's a nice little rivalry we've started. <laughs> Can't hate one of those, that's for sure, guys. So uh, we thank you for tuning in today. Uh, before we get started uh, with everything, just so you guys know, as always, please go follow us over at WeKnowFantasy.com on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, you can check out the website at www.WeKnowFantasy.com for all the articles that we post daily up there. Um, and a whole bunch of podcasts that we're doing here at the We Know Fantasy team now. Um, as you guys know, Mondays usually we have the waiver wire wish list with Nate. Uh, Tuesday is the first episode of the Samuels versus Schlanger. Wednesday is the We Know Fantasy podcast with uh, with usually Nate and usually brings on a guest now at this point uh, every week. Uh, Thursdays obviously is the We Know Fantasy contributors podcast with a bunch of us kind of get together like tonight and kind of talk fantasy. Uh, Friday is a second episode of the Samuel versus Schlanger. Definitely a must-check out, guys. If you, uh, it's it's a fun episode to listen to, that's for sure. Uh, Saturdays we have the We Know Fantasy DFS special with Nick, the Fantasy Mechanic, uh, and a double feature on Sunday with 11 a.m. We have uh, Brian doing our Twitch uh, TV We Know Fantasy uh, every every Sunday morning, giving you asking fantasy questions that you guys might have, and also on Sunday nights now. Uh, hosted by Will, and it seems like the Fantasy Mechanic and Nick uh, will be doing a Debbie Dynasty podcast weekly, so I've been listening to it. It's pretty good, so uh, give it a listen if you like that Dynasty Debbie uh, kind of uh, fantasy life. So uh, we'll get started today, guys. So basically what we're doing, we're doing 50-50 players, or you could say or so, basically guys who are on a fringe starting potential this week that you may be thinking, do I start this guy or not this weekend? Uh, we have nine players to kind of talk about all kinds of mixtures of quarterbacks, running backs, and, uh, and wide receivers. So uh, we're just going to get right into it today, guys. So, Megan, you're first up here. Who is the first player you have that you wanted to mention here? So I'm surprised that I even have him on my 50-50 list because usually he dominates. But Chris Godwin, sadly, is someone I'm really nervous about, and I'm I'm honestly not sure if I should start him or not. Um, with Tom Brady and just the way their offense has been looking, um, he just isn't producing like he normally does. And even though, you know, I want to right off the bat say, well, yeah, he's a must start. That's definitely 
not the case anymore, and so I'm I'm really back and forth with him. Yeah, this is a really tricky one, Meg, because you look at what Godwin has been able to accomplish, especially earlier this season. Uh, quite a few double-digit fantasy games. You know, he had uh, six catches against Carolina, eight against Kansas City. But recently, he uh, he recently had a, a terrible game against the Vikings last week, two for 25 on only three targets. He's been hot and cold all year long, and this is a tough situation because he's got Atlanta. Atlanta's got a very weak secondary. We... We all know that by now watching uh, uh, fantasy football here for the, the the majority of the season. But right now, it's it's very tough to to say Godwin for sure because Minnesota has a, a relatively weak pass defense as well, and he was unable to take advantage there. So definitely really tricky, but I think with a guy like Godwin, you just got to gotta throw him out there and just cross your fingers and hope that uh, he's going to get the job done for you this week. Yeah, definitely a real tough one there, Megan. Um, you know, obviously he's a you know an all-star kind of fantasy player for a lot of teams who probably drafted him very high. But I think the way that the team's going right now, especially with and this is to Ronald Jones not probably playing this weekend due to COVID. Uh, I think this might be a get-right game, guys. So if you have Chris Godwin, I think this is a get-right game for the passing offense right now. Uh, they need to show something because they've been very lackluster over the last month of the season. And we all know kind of probably has to do a little bit with Brady and his reg- regression as the season usually kind of goes on. Uh, but Atlanta, even though they've been kind of better against the pass, uh, I still they're still not great. And I think this is a game where I think Tom Brady can exploit uh, a division foe uh, this weekend. So I think in terms of wanting to start him, I think Unless you have a, a player who has a better matchup who thinks is an automatic play, I think Chris Godwin has to be a play still is a wide receiver too at least or a flex option for you, uh, especially in PPR leagues because he's going to see the targets. Again, it's just we have to assume the passing game is going to get back on track and it could do that this weekend against Atlanta. Sorry about that, guys. Timer's up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, there's the, there's the timer. Yeah, I think um, I think that sounds good and that makes sense. Um you know, Chris Godwin and Tom Brady, you know, even with his age, like they're still really good players. And one of these games, uh, you know, they're both going to break out and why not make it against Atlanta that has a weak secondary. So. Yeah, definitely. Now, that was a great one there. I'm sure a lot of people are deciding this exact same thing right now as we head closer to Sunday. Uh, Cody, over to you, my friend. Who do you have as your first uh, 50-50 guy? Yeah, the first guy that I'm going to talk about tonight is Kansas City Chiefs running back Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. You look at a guy here that had quite a good start to the season, you know, for being a rookie coming in to the league. uh, High-powered offense. He was really good. And then out of nowhere, it kind of seemed the Chiefs decided to bring in Le'Veon Bell. And since then, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has been kind of hit or miss for your fantasy team. There have been games where he's showed up and had – multiple touchdowns in in a game and then there's other games where he hasn't shown up and uh, you look at last week against Miami he saved the day with five catches for 59 yards but he only had two yards per carry in that game against the Dolphins 16 carries 32 yards so it's a big question mark right now what are you going to get out of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire right now 
it's a very tough situation for me, but in my opinion, I think I'm going to bench him here in a game against New Orleans. Saints have the second best defense against the run right now this year. So if with that being the case, I think it's better to shy away from Clyde Edwards-Alaire this weekend. Yeah, no, Cody, this is this is a pretty good one because this was a lot of people's first round picks in a lot of their drafts and uh, or at least second round picks and not wanting to start a guy like who was a top pick for you this weekend. It would be a really tough decision, uh, but it's a decision I think you might have to actually make because the New Orleans is one of the toughest defenses in terms of run. And this past week, they allowed a 100 yard rusher to Miles Sanders. I think that was more of a fluke. If anything, we've seen Miles Sanders for reason do that this season, but Clyde Edwards-Hale has not been running that well anyway, and over the last five games, he only has 152 yards. Uh, that's not really that great. It's about like 30-some yards a game right there, and if he didn't get those touchdowns or the receptions this past weekend, his fantasy value over the last month would have been really bad. So uh, just the way this offense is playing right now, it seems a run through Pat Mahomes only. Uh, it's You're going to have to sit him this weekend to me. I, I, I just think you can't start a guy who doesn't show us that upside right now in, in an offense that's going against a tough, tough defense. I agree with this. Um, New Orleans definitely has a really tough uh, run defense, and we all know that Kansas City, they like to throw the ball, obviously. Um, they had kind of a tough game, Patrick McCombs. Mahomes had a tough game against Miami last week, and I think he'll definitely, not that he needs to redeem himself because we all know he's still fantastic, but I think they're going to really come out and um, kind of cancel out how they played last week. And I think the only bright spot for the running game is that if is Taysom, is, is he still playing? Is Hill still quarterback right now? Do I have that right? He should Started this weekend, yes. Yeah, so you know, I don't think, I don't think New Orleans is gonna, their offense is gonna be able to keep up with Kansas City's offense. So I think it's not gonna be that close of a game. And so, the only bright spot could be maybe in garbage time or just trying to run the clock, um, running the ball a lot more. But like that, even that isn't gonna be enough to. Um, want to start him so I would say I would say bench him for sure all right guys you heard it there first um definitely a tough choice and Cody that's, that was another good one to pick up there because a hey, first round caliber player man it's hard to want to not sit him uh, all right uh we'll go over to my first one guys uh, and I can't remember who I even asked but uh here we go uh, my first one this weekend is a tough one in terms of his matchup, uh, and it's Chris Carson. And I'm definitely having trouble wanting to start him if I had better options, and you may have better options to want to play this weekend. You know, the Redskins are a top defense, and they've been really good against the run this entire season. And we've seen for some reason ever since Chris Carson's come back, uh, he's been good at times, especially he's been a very touchdown dependent a little bit there. Chris, uh, Carlos Hyde is continually getting the ball time in and time out, it seems like. And the way that this offense has been going, it's very been very lackluster as of late. Uh, it hasn't been that high-power offense we saw early on in the season. And with a tough matchup against Washington, uh, it's kind of nervous to want to start a guy like this. So what do you guys say? Yeah, I'm, I'm leaning towards starting Chris Carson this week. 
And it's just because he's had a pretty hot hand lately. He's scored in three straight games. He uh, has double-digit fantasy points in three straight games here. So you look at what he's done. I know he's been injured for a little stretch here this year, but going back to week three, he every single game that he's played in, he's averaged at least five yards per carry on the ground. So he's getting the job done, and he has faced a few more difficult defenses. He played the New York Giants a couple weeks ago there. They're no uh, pushover on the ground either. So you're looking at a guy here that he's been hot. He's been able to do a lot with the touches that he's had. So I'm going to keep rolling with Chris Carson this weekend. I think he's going to be a good play, even against a tough Washington defense. I agree. Um, I think as much as he gets the ball, the volume is going to help. Um, and even with a tough defense like Washington, um, I still think that there's a good chance that he may get into the end zone. And I know that it seems like Washington's offense has been just a little – I mean, Washington, Washington – sorry, Seattle, um, in general, they their offense just hasn't – like, they've just kind of been struggling overall just with some of the losses they've taken. And I feel like they probably – they kind of miss Chris Carson because he has had – a hot hand lately and I feel like they're gonna continue to to give him the ball a lot and have he'll have a lot of high volume uh, you heard it there first guys uh high volume and you know this is productivity I mean you can't you really can't beat that and his efficiency guys so uh if you have him it could be a good start for you guys that's for sure he's just been on a roll it seems like here so great takes guys uh Megan we'll head back over to you for your number two uh 50 50 player who's that so my second one is Corey Davis. Um, I, I just cannot seem to get on the same cycle as him as far as when I do start him, he does nothing. And when I bench him, he has the best game of his life. Like it's, it's really just like a pattern of good, bad, good, bad. And, um, you know, the pattern could continue and he could have an awesome game this week, but since it's playoffs, um, you have to look at things a little bit differently. And even though the potential is there to have a great game, um, I feel like it, it might be a little a little risky. Yeah, this one's also tricky, I think, because here you're talking about a guy that you mentioned it. He has been hot or cold most of the season, and there's not really a strong correlation to why he's been hot or cold. He had a goose egg against the Chicago Bears back in week nine. They're a good defense. But then last week against Jacksonville, he only has three for 34 against a team that you would think he should be able to take advantage of. So it's not like he's tearing apart the the bad defenses and having uh, poor games against strong defenses. It's just kind of a little bit all over the place. But you're looking here at Detroit. They're 27th ranked against opposing wide receivers. So I think right now, it's tough to say, but I think I'm going to roll with Corey Davis. I think there's upside this week in a game against the Lions who have a pretty porous defense, but uh, it's definitely a tricky one. Definitely one to think about. I'm looking for better options for sure, but if it comes down to having to play Corey Davis, I would feel all right putting him out there. Ooh, Tyron Johnson just scored a touchdown, guys. 
Oh, great. Very fun. But yeah, uh, back to Corey Davis. Sorry, guys. Um, Corey Davis, yeah, it's definitely a tough one, especially coming off a game where it was a very, very good matchup for him. And he gets another good matchup in a similar situation where could it be that it's another Derrick Henry show and Ryan Tannehill only throws for 200 yards again? That's the big issue. We've known Chase Daniels, who probably will be the starter this weekend, to kind of put up fantasy points or at least yards and be somewhat competitive in fantasy games. Uh, not fantasy games, but regular games. And against a Tennessee's defense, who's really not that great, uh, could be a scenario where they kind of keep up a little bit with the Titans. And I think Corey Davis is a pretty solid, I think, flex option for you this week. Again, if you have an option, who someone who's seeing more targets than him on a weekly basis, I might consider starting them over him. Uh, but for the most part, I mean, he's been seeing six or seven targets most weeks on an average. Um, and I think he's a solid option to see another decent game. Even if he doesn't score a touchdown or something like that, most weeks he's been a guy who gets like five for 60, five for 70. Not great, but if you're looking for consistent production or at least a floor, I think he can give you a floor this week. So I'm okay with him as my starter this week. All right. That was a good one there, Megan. Another great one. And Cody, over to you, my friend. What do we have as your first uh, or second 50-50 guy? Yeah, I'm going to go with Curtis Samuel here of the Carolina Panthers. You look here at what he's done recently as well, and he's been pretty good. He gets a big target share in these games. He's scored a couple of touchdowns this year, uh, three receiving, two rushing. So the volume and the opportunity is there, but you're looking at a team that's playing Green Bay this weekend, the seventh-ranked team against opposing wide receivers right now. So a top 10 uh, defense here. Curtis Samuel banged up a little bit. He's questionable right now. And then you always also have to think of the fact that he's the wide receiver three on this team. You look at Robbie Anderson, you look at DJ Moore. DJ Moore will be returning this week, hopefully, probably, I think. So uh, so you look here and, and you're talking about a third option on a losing team. You know, Carolina's not really in the hunt for anything right now. So is this a guy that you can really trust? I'm having problems uh, deciding whether or not I can. I think you can. If you look at their his, what, seven, eight last games, he's put up at least 15 fantasy points or so, or at least 13 fantasy points in all but one over the last seven weeks now. Um, again, a lot, some of it has to come to, to touchdowns, especially rushing touchdowns. And as a third option, it's kind of hard to want to start a guy like that, especially in your semifinals. But he's been so consistent. And in a matchup against Green Bay, while they're tough against wide receivers, they're like like fourth best against wide receivers. It's more the outside perimeter wide receivers that I'm more concerned about, like Robbie Anderson and G- especially G.J. Moore this week. Uh, especially with no Christian McCaffrey again. Uh, I, think you could, I think you can roll out Curtis Samuel there. Uh, again, if you if you have obviously a wide receiver who is more in line for a target share, or is the wide receiver one or two, whatever it may be, yeah, I'd never go that option there. But if you're looking at Curtis Samuel as a flex option this week, especially in a PPR format, um, I, I'd roll the dice. I mean, over the last three games, he's at seven, five, eight. I mean, just that alone is great production in terms of PPR leagues. Maybe a little uh, questionable to start him as a standard player, but in any kind of PPR format. 
he seems to just do be able to do enough for you. And again, this is another guy like Corey Davis who I think can give you a low floor, but give you a big boom if he has if he gets a touchdown this week. So I'm okay starting him. I think he can give you a solid game for you this week. This one is a really tough one. Um, and I'm a little biased because you both know how I feel about DJ Moore. Um, and uh, I can't stand him for the people that don't that don't know. Um, he is very frustrating to me. He's one of the, he, it's just like Corey Davis. Like I cannot get on the same cycle as him. It's been good, bad, good, bad, good, bad. And every time I start him, it's the bad games. And I know that all the other guys have given me a hard time. Like, well, that's why you just don't bench him ever and just start him all the time. But yeah, I hate DJ more, but back to Curtis Samuel. Um, this is this is a really tough one. Um, if it weren't playoffs, I would be on board with sticking him in there um, for PPR. Definitely not standard, but for PPR. Um, but yeah, I mean it's against Green Bay. Their their pass defense is good. Um, he is the number three receiver. Um, Robbie Anderson has been stepping up big time. Um, and really the fact that he's still questionable, um, is a little concerning to me because it's his hamstring and, you know, the hamstring injuries are always very tricky. Um, those seem to be the injuries that linger the most. And so since it's playoffs, I, if you have other options, I would probably roll with other options because, the last thing you want is for him to re-aggravate that hamstring in the middle of the game, and then you're left with zero points or, you know, under five points. So I would say if if there are other options out there, I would probably roll with that. Okay, well said there, Megan. Uh, that was another one, good one there, Cody. Um, and going over to my second one now, uh, I chose Deontay Johnson. And as John, Deontay Johnson, who I love as a player, has been somewhat decent most of the season here. Uh, we saw him get benched last week after his, like, I think 10,000th drop this coming season here, guys. Uh, it was bad. And we have to assume that he gets a good matchup this week, but God forbid he makes one more drop. Does he get benched for the rest of the game? Kind of a risky play there, but... It's a game where he could dominate. He dominated the Cincinnati Bengals last time, over 100 yards in the touchdown last time, just like five, just a month ago. So what say you guys? I mean, does that drop fear keep you from wanting to start him this week? I'm scared of, of uh, the potential benching. I think Pittsburgh right now, they've got to get right because they've lost a couple of games where – They've looked terrible, so they've got to figure something out. They've got to uh, get on the right track before the playoffs start, and I think against a team like Cincinnati, who's missing Joe Burrow, who is out of the playoff hunt, who's really kind of you know just playing for 2021 right now, I think this is going to be an opportunity for that. You mentioned Johnson's big game against Cincinnati earlier this year, six catches for 116 yards and a touchdown on 11 targets. You're talking about a guy in Deontay Johnson who has been targeted double-digit times in a game in eight games this year. So the 
he's just getting so many opportunities from Big Ben right now that I find it hard to take him out of my starting lineup, even though he's looked a little rough around the edges lately. He's dropped a lot of balls. I just have a feeling he's going to get it figured out, and he's not going to leave you with a, with a low fantasy score. He he oftentimes can find a way. I mean, you look, he, he was benched last week and still ended up with four for 40, so that's a, a you're not not what you're looking for, but it's at least a decent floor for your team. So I'm putting him out there. I expect him to have a really nice game against Cincinnati this weekend. I agree. Um, Pittsburgh's offense has looked terrible the last how many games, and, you know, they need to get their crap together now, you know, heading into the playoffs. Um, And so, so I think that Cincinnati is, this is going to be the game where they turn things around. Um, that doesn't mean that they'll turn things around, you know, the following week. But I, I do think that after that Buffalo game, um, this is going to be the game where they get their crap together. And uh, Johnson did have a fantastic game against the Bengals last time. And uh, just with his volume and everything, I think he's going to do it again. I'm not concerned about the drops either. Um, you know, uh, any team is going to try to lift their their guys up. Um, and so I don't think that there's going to be, like, this looming thing of, like, oh, is he going to is he gonna drop it again? Is he going to make more drops? Is he going to get benched? Like, I really think that the Steelers can't afford that, and I think they're probably working on lifting everyone up this week and that he's going to come out and have a really good game this weekend. All right, heard it there first, guys. Yeah, no, I was def- for me it was definitely somewhat of a risk, but the fact that he's the, the matchup and the fact that he's still getting heavily targeted. I mean, up until this past week, guys, he had five straight games with ten plus targets. So, uh, I think it's safe enough to say from what everyone just said here that you got to put him in your starting lineup because they need to get right on in 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 Pittsburgh, and this is the perfect game to do so. So, this is a get right game. All right, and Megan, we're over to your very last one. Who was your last one? Uh, my last one is Raheem Mostert. Um, he is a tricky little guy. Like, <laughs> it, it, it's, it'll dominate. It's, I guess I have this trend with my players. Like, uh, they dominate one game and then don't really do anything the next. Um, he's a fantastic running back. Um, I think it just depends on his health and the situation that the 49ers are in during the game. Uh they just have to, they have so many different running backs, and each running back uh, seems to have a good game. They kind of it's like they take turns, and I just don't know whether or not he can be trusted. Yeah, you mentioned all the options in San Francisco. I like to call it this year a running back carousel that these guys have out there right now because it just seems like every week it's somebody new. It's Jermichael Hasty. it's Tevin Coleman, it's Jarek McKinnon, it's uh, Roheem Mostert, it's, I know I'm missing one, but okay. anyway, moving on. <laughs> yeah, so moving on, he's, you know, it, you just never know who's going to be the guy. Who is it going to be? Jeff Wilson Jr., I think, recently has really stepped up. He's kind of eaten into a little bit of Mostert's carries, and Mostert's another guy this week that you got to be a little... Uh, cautious with because he's banged up as always it seems like every week he is 
So currently uh, limited in practice right now with an ankle injury. So you got to keep an eye on that as well. I'm going to shy away despite the fact that he can, he has that potential to just one big play and he makes your fancy day because you saw it back in week two against the Jets. He had a really long uh, rushing touchdown and he made your day for fantasy. And that was it, you know, but he doesn't have a hundred yard game this season. Uh, he doesn't have more than 17 carries in a game. So he's not that big workhorse guy that you're looking for. And he also has, you know, he only is averaging, you know, maybe two to three catches a game. So I don't know. He could always break one. He could always have a huge play, but I shy away from anybody in the San Francisco backfield. It's just something that I've I've tried to stay away from because it's so frustrating when you get involved in something like that. I mean, if if you think recently uh, in years past, the Patriots have always been that way. They always have so many running backs and you try to play the right one and you always get burned. So I'm going to shy away from Raheem Mostert, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him break a huge run and, and uh, make have a decent day against a weak Dallas defense. Yeah, the 49ers suck, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crazy. I agree. I agree. <laughs> no, but yeah, Rehimos is definitely a difficult situation to him. And hopefully, I mean, I guess not hopefully for those who need to start him, but again, there's a chance he doesn't play this weekend, which will bode well for all my Jeff Wilson shares. But if he plays, the way you look at it is if you're looking for an upside play, I think you play him. I feel like if you're not looking for that, I mean, everyone's looking for an upside play, but if you're not, if you're a team that's not looking for, who can't afford to have a, a zero or a three or four pointer, um, he's not a guy for you this week. But if you're got a team who needs the big playability, say you're projected to lose by a lot, I think you've got to throw him in there and see what happens because he has seen double-digit carries in two of the last three weeks now. I think he'll have, probably have somewhere around 10 or 11 if he plays. Again, not great, but like, like like they said, he can break one at any moment. And that's kind of what you have to go through here. And that's kind of way you have to, the way I look at it. I think if you start him, if you need that upside play, if, if you can't risk a, a bad game for him, then you just, I don't risk it and go with somebody else on that note. Okay? That's kind of way I see about it this week. So, And Cody, we'll head over to you, my friend. Who's your third and final? 50-50 guy. Yeah, my final guy here is going to be Philip Rivers, the quarterback of the Colts. Uh, this is more of a you know streaming uh, option here. He's not a guy that you probably own uh, a whole lot of shares of in your fantasy leagues. Uh, he's actually only rostered in 18% of ESPN leagues as I look at it right now. But he's a guy that's had a couple plus matchups lately. He's taken advantage of them. Uh, I don't know if you if you're playing a six touchdown league or six point touchdown league passing touchdown. Uh, he's had quite a few games here of 20 plus points for you. So uh, four straight games of multiple touchdown passes. He's been hovering around that 280 to 300 yard per week performance. So I look this week. It's another plus matchup. It's Houston. They're kind of weak secondary, so I'm liking sticking with Phil Rivers this week, but I do want to get a couple more opinions here. What do you guys think about somebody like Phil Rivers uh, as a streaming option at quarterback this week? I love him as a streaming option this week. I I think he's a safe play in terms of the quarterback situation. I think you're going to get a guy who's going to get 250 and 2. may not be more than that, but 
if you're looking for a guy who's going to give you that safe play, that's what he's going to do. The Colts, I mean the Colts, uh, the Texans are bottom 10 against quarterbacks. They've allowed the third most passing touchdowns on the season now. And over the last four, the last four games, they've allowed 260 plus yards. And you saw the last two weeks now, they've given up five touchdowns in the air. And we saw Philip Rivers do well against them just, uh, what, maybe two weeks ago, putting up 23 fantasy points. Uh, he's just someone I think you can play and, and be pretty happy about because he's going to see the production in, in, a, in a good matchup. I like him this week. I agree. I, I definitely like Rivers um, this week, and it's at home. And, you know, the Texans giving up the third most touchdowns, like that. Philip Rivers is definitely one that will take advantage of that. Um, so he he never really seems to um, to fail you like when you need to stream him. Uh, so I I really agree with that. All right, heard it here first. Philip Rivers, get him in your lineups, guys. And we'll end the show with one last quarterback. And for me, guys. It's Mitch Trubisky, and he's definitely been someone who I've been hearing questions about, like, do you start Mitch Trubisky against this Minnesota team? He hasn't played well against them in his career, per se. And while they seem like a bad matchup, they've been pretty decent at times against quarterbacks. And uh, Mitch Trubisky, since he's came back, I mean, he has two games where he's got 240, 240 yards and three touchdowns in two or three games now. And in a matchup where I think... You have to assume that they're going to be in a shootout situation. But we know Mitch Trubisky to fail us at times uh, consistently. So uh, let's say, you guys, what do you think about Mitch Trubisky this week as a streamer option? Yeah, Mitch, seven touchdown passes in three games since coming back. So I can see why you like, uh, <laughs> you like Mitch Trubisky and why you would want to put him out there. But I just... I'm, I'm having a hard time trusting Mitchell Trubisky in the semifinals of my playoff matchup. You know what I mean? I just think there are probably more options out there for streaming. You look at guys, we just talked about Phil Rivers, and Jared Goff might be a guy that's an option out there playing the Jets this week. And I, I just, I like where your, your head's at here. You got Minnesota, you got a plus matchup, but... I just don't know if Mitchell Trubisky is a guy that I can trust putting out there if I'm in the playoffs in uh, a must-win game. I just want somebody that might be a little bit more solid than Mitchell Trubisky, I think. Exactly. Um, it's pretty much the opposite of Philip Rivers. Um, Rivers, he's usually consistent. I have a lot of faith in him. Uh, Trubisky, on the other hand, <laughs> even though he has been playing well, uh, I just have a lot of trust issues with that guy. Um, and especially if this is, uh, if you're in the semifinals of the playoffs, I don't think I would roll the dice and have Trubisky be your guy. Um, I could see, I, I mean, it, it could go either way. And I mean, that's the purpose and the theme of tonight. Um, it, it really could go either way, but I, I'm leaning towards uh, the bus side of this situation. So I, I would try really hard to stream somebody else if possible. All right, guys, you heard it there first. 
Um, that that's going to wrap our show up tonight, guys. We we had talked about a couple 50-50 players here. Hopefully, some of these players were helpful, or our analysis were helpful for you guys to make that decision that you're struggling with right now uh, for your semi matchups right now. As we get closer and closer to week 15 to finish up here. So um, before we go off, guys, as always, uh, please go follow the We Know Fantasy crew at WeKnowFantasy.com uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Go check out the website at WeKnowFantasy.com. Uh, you guys can follow me if you want at Coach Stephen P. And let everyone know where you guys can get followed as well. Yeah, you can follow me, Cody, on Twitter at Master Smithers. You can follow me at it's Megan with ha ha in the middle. So it's not that simple, but it is M E G H A H A N. Yeah, guys. So give us all the follow, follow the podcast. We're here to help you guys win championships. Uh, so thank you guys all for listening. Uh, tune in next time. Be safe, be happy and healthy and take care. <laughs>